Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. AHOP TV empowers believers with spirit-inspired messages and strategic equipping that accelerates your spiritual growth. You can subscribe to stream weekly content from Awakening House of Prayer, conferences, and other exclusive content to stir your hunger and encourage your heart. Visit us online at ahop.tv. God bless. I want to talk to you today about getting delivered from being a jerk. I want to talk to you about the connection between friendliness and the prophetic. And if it's been a long time since someone has prophesied to you, I would say eight out of 10 times, it's probably because of your unfriendly attitude as a person. All right. Amen. So I want to talk to you today about how to gauge your friendliness level and its connection with the prophetic that is happening in your life. Amen. Um, Right now at my local church, I'm teaching a powerful teaching series called uh, There's No More Delay, The Time Is Now concerning Ezekiel. Uh, Ezekiel uh, chapter 12, where God wanted to change the narrative of the children of Israel who had gotten into a place of no longer believing the prophetic utterances that the Lord had said through the mouth of the prophets because they were either taking too long to happen or they just didn't happen at all, or many of them were conditional prophetic utterances. And then in the New Testament, you find the same thing. I'm teaching within the context of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 20, despise not prophecy. Despise not prophecy. Now, first, let me say this. The word despise in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20, despise not prophesying, um, is the word contempt. It's a legal term. It's a legal term. So when I look up the word contempt in the Greek, it actually means to consider being cruel or mean. Or rather, um, when someone holds something in contempt, it's the legal way of you saying that someone is being mean. Um, And we find that even in the courtroom We find that even in the courtroom uh, settings that um, when there's a case going on and let's say the prosecutor is being extra in trying to penalize uh, uh, the defendant. Right. Um, Sometimes the Bible, sometimes the courtroom would say um, you need to stop or I'm going to hold you in contempt. 
How many of you ever heard a judge say that um, you need to stop what you're doing or, I will, or the courtroom will hold you in contempt? What that means is, is that the, the prosecutor is being mean, uh, M-E-A-N, which means they're being cruel, which means the person is already guilty, already caught. Now they're just being extra. So when, so, um, so when Paul said, when Paul said, uh, despise not prophesying, that means that there are a people who can get to a place in the prophetic where they believe that either God is being mean or the gift of prophecy is being mean or the prophetic voices are being mean. And that might be the case, but we're not going to talk about that today. I want to talk to you today about um, the potential reason for why many of you could possibly be not receiving a prophetic word in your life. And it's been quite some time. And here's one thing that I do know is that God is always speaking consistently. Somebody write it in the chat room that God is always speaking consistently. We do not serve a God of textbook. We do not serve a God of black letters on a white page. What do I mean by that is, is that God has already been real and is real aside from the Bible. You know how I know? Because Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Enoch, Noah, Melchizedek, um, and the early patriarchs, they had no Bible. They had no Bible, but God was authentically real and he was speaking. The Bible confirms, the Bible confirms to us that he is real. But even if you was to take our Bible, God will still speak. Why? Because God is not real because of the Bible. The Bible confirms that he's real, but God is always real. So whether you take the Bible or not, he remains a person. That's like you taking my title and taking my church. I'm still Alexander Pagani. Do you see what I'm saying? All right. So here's what I've learned is, is that God's original blueprint is to speak to us in a relational way consistently. And one way that he does this is through the gift of prophecy or through the mouth of a prophet or uh, through the office of his mouthpiece. Now, I'm not going to get into the various variations of the types of prophets that there are. But one thing I do know is this, is, is that aside from scripture, scripture is number one. God still does and is consistently speaking to you through a gift that he initiated and through an office he instituted. Which means regardless of false prophets, regardless of emotionalism and sensationalism and all of that and all of that stuff is God is pro prophet. God is pro gift of prophecy. God is still consistently speaking it. As a matter of fact, he wants to speak uh, through the prophetic utterance so much that the Bible actually even says desire to prophesy. It's one of the only it's the only one of Three, two gifts and one office that God actually says you could desire it and actually do it. And one is the gift of tongues. Paul said desire to speak in tongues, which means you don't need God to kind of hit you on your head. If you desire it, press in, get it. And the gift of prophecy and the office or the role of it of a bishop can be desired. So these are the only three things that I have found in scripture that you can desire it and actually get it without the necessarily needing a call uh, to do it, right? So, so in the midst of all of that, the Holy Spirit is still pro-prophecy. Here's, uh, so with that being said, what does this mean? It means that God still speaks and still uses the mouth of his prophets and the gift of prophecy, which 
with whomever yields themselves when he is moving in that manner um, to be his mouthpiece, even though they're not necessarily a prophet. Now, um, with that being said, God is always talking if and when you find that the voice of prophecy or the voice of the prophet is become scarce or rare in your life, that's a red flag. That should be a red flag. Write it in the chat room. It's a red flag uh, when the gift of prophecy or the office of a prophet um, is no longer uh, being um, heard in my life, either through uh, the local ecclesia where I attend or just in my life in general. God can send you somebody from outside your church to kind of meet you at Starbucks and Walmart and give you a word of the Lord. But God also ministers to you at church. Okay, so and there could be uh, many uh, there could be many reasons as to why God doesn't speak and he's not speaking to you prophetically. Now, I'm not going to give you an exhaustive list about that, but I'm going to give you one. I'm going to give you authentically one. And here's what I need you to keep in mind as I give you uh, this is this is that prophecy or the gift of prophecy or the office of the prophet is carried and vehicled by other people. And because they are vehicled or carried by other people, then another dynamic gets involved as to receiving from other people. Let's not forget that even though you're a prophet, you're still a human being. You still have fears. You still have, uh, you know, likes, values. You still listen. Whoever is prophesying is still a person. Whoever has the office of a prophet is still a person. And let me share a secret with you. And I know we don't like to admit this, but people will not prophesy to people who are unfriendly to them unless God forces them. Let me say that again. People who carry the office of a prophet or who are normally known to yield to the gift of prophecy will not. They will not unless God forces them to prophesy to people who are being a jerk or who are unfriendly. Let me ask you a question. If you have found that the voice of prophecy is low in your life, check your friendliness level. Check your friendliness level because I'm going to be honest with you. It's going to be hard for me to prophesy to you. If I know you got a stank attitude, man, I'll do it if God forces it. But if God don't force it, I'm not going to release a word to, of the Lord to you. I don't care what you say. If I, Unless the Holy Spirit is knocking on my head saying, yo, you need to release this to people. Go to this person. Unless he forces me to do that. If you are nasty and stank and got a bad attitude and whatever the case may be, I'm not prophesying to you. I'm not prophesying to you. Why? Very simple. Because I'm human. And as a human, we're all self-preservationists. I hate rejection, just like you hate rejection. Did you catch it? Did you catch what I just said? And what I have found that the people that receive the prophetic utterances the most are usually those who are friendly the most. They're friendly the most. Now, I'm not saying, and yes, let me be honest with you, 
the prophet and those who carry the gift of prophecy should not be like that. Let's just be honest with you. Uh, and you, we could get religious and all you want. No, we got to obey God. Let me tell you something, man. I'm a disobey God. If I'm scared, if I'm nervous that you're going to be nasty with me, unless he forces me to go over there with and confronts me and be like, yo, if you don't release this, I'm going to do this and this and that because you want disobedience. I'm going to take the hit and be disobedient. I'm not going to give you the word of the Lord if you a jerk. I'm just sorry. I'm going to walk away. I'm going to walk away and be like, no, Lord, I'm not doing it. Uh, and then if he says you need to turn around and go give them that word, then I'm going to go do it. Why? Because I am human. I am, I am human. You are human. And I know it shouldn't be like that. I know it should not be like that. But guess what? God shouldn't have gave it to me if he knows I'm sensitive. God shouldn't have gave it to you and it remained a human element as part of my personality. If God gave me the gift to prophesy and you the gift to prophesy and he knows how you are, then he should have taken that human part of you out and just said, be robotic and just give him the word of the Lord. Did you catch what I just said? Uh, but because he has not, he has not, he has not removed the, the human part of us well then being friendly to prophets goes a long way that's the listen i i know i'm hearing from god on this i know that i'm hearing from god on this and please excuse that i'm just brutally honest uh because i might just help somebody um i'm human man you are human. I, I'm not, I'm not. Uh, or how about this? If you're known for being unfriendly, even if it has nothing to do with me, I probably won't even, I probably won't even prophesy to you because I don't even want my name attached to you. Did you catch it? It's just, listen, if you have, if you are a person that's known for being hostile, you know, you know, controversial, uh, you know, Always in people's mouths concerning your realness and your confrontative. Baby, that's the reason why you hardly have a prophetic word. Because people don't want to attach their name to you. Even though you are human and you have flaws and you need a word. You know, but if you are a jerk to people in your ministry, people will not prophesy to you because they don't want to attach their name to you. Even though they have a word with you. Even though God has spoken to them and said, give them this word. Even though there are prophets around you that have, that know your future. Because God has shown it to them. If you are nasty and you're a jerk and you're controversial and you got issues. Uh, listen, prophets are human. You, you could go ahead and say, well, they should be like that. Get, get all that religious stuff out your system. Go ahead and say it. I get it. Because I know you've been taught with your little, we go obey God's self. Baby, listen, man. The rest of us, we don't want to attach their name. People don't want to attach their name to certain people. Simply because you were you a jerk or you be, or, or there's some noise around your ministry. There's some kind of noise. Why? Why? I'm going to tell you why. Because we're people are people. People are people. Let me ask you a question. Are you friendly? Are you friendly? Did you catch it? Read your Bible. Most of the prophets did not want to go. God made them go. 
God told Ezekiel, Ezekiel told him no. Moses told him no. Jeremiah said no, I'm not going over there. Ananias said no, I'm not going to go pray for Paul. Get the heck out of here. I'm not praying for Paul. A Saul, I'm not praying. You go pray for him, Lord. And the Lord, the Lord had to literally reprimand Ananias for his resistance and said, baby, I don't care if you don't like Saul. You need to go give him. Uh... You need to go give him the word of the Lord. And he had to he had to force himself to go over there because if you read the text, he said no. He said no. He said he said no. All right. Now Jonah is not the same. I see I see many of you uh writing it Jonah in the chat room. Jonah is not the same scenario. Jonah is disobedience because God already had told him to go. Jonah is not the same storyline. It's similar, but it's not the same. It's not the same. Ananias is more along the lines. Ananias is more along the line. Let me give you even an example of how this works. Do you know that if it wasn't for Barnabas, what does the Bible call Barnabas? Son of friendliness, son of consolation. What does that mean? It means he was friendly, man. You know how I know he was friendly? Because he was the only one to give Paul the right hand of fellowship. Read the text. It says nobody, not even, none of the 12, even want to approach Paul. It said they didn't even want to receive him. Listen to what they're saying. Listen to this. It says the early church did not want to receive Paul. And it says that, it says that Barnabas gave him the right hand, right hand, of fellowship or the right hand of friendliness, which means Barnabas was friendly and said, we need to receive this brother. And he gave him the right hand of, notice that it was no prophetic word there. Notice how it wasn't an angel that told Barnabas, you need to, you need to receive this. It was the fact that Barnabas was his, his nature his nature, see, his nature was friendly. Hence is the reason why he was called a son of consolation. He was, he was all about that encouragement. Barnabas was all about that encouragement and friendly. As a matter of fact, it cost him his apostolic uh, ministry with Paul because he wanted to bring John Mark. And remember that story, you know, friendly. Let me ask you this question. If was the last time you got a real word? Let me tell you something. Watch this. I'm going to show you how this works. Haven't you noticed? Haven't you noticed? You're not going to like what I'm about to say. Haven't you noticed that within the last two years, the prophets in your church or online only prophesied to their friends? Haven't you noticed that the prophets in your church keep prophesying to the same people? People in your church? Why? Haven't you noticed that it's their friends? Their, be honest, be honest. Haven't you noticed and said, yo, why they keep prophesying to the, haven't you noticed that the preachers and the apostles and prophets and pastors only invite their friends to the venues and to be guest speakers in their church why 
because nobody wants to invite a jerk. Process, process, process it. Even if God did tell them, invite this preacher, if that preacher is known for being a jerk and unpredictable in his, his or her mannerisms towards other people that are their friends, even if God told them to invite you to preach, they're not going to invite you to preach. And unless God forces them, they will not do it. So let me ask you this question for those of you that haven't received the word in a long time, unless you're attending a church that just doesn't have prophets. Or it could be like, let me ask you a question. What was the last time you went out to eat with the prophet of your house and got to know them? And not just be like, this is brother and sister so-and-so, and they're part of the prophetic team and you don't even, you've never had a conversation with them outside of, God bless you, my brother. And my, God bless you, my, baby, no wonder they're not getting anything to hear from you. They don't know you. They don't know you. Did you catch it? This is all about fellowship, relationship, and friendliness. And friendliness. Ask the Holy Spirit if the reason why you're not getting a prophetic utterance, could it be that it's because it's the aura or the energy that that uh, you're giving off? I'm going to be honest with you. And I could only speak for myself, but they probably, not, they probably won't admit it. But I'm going to tell you something. Just follow a lot of the prophets. Follow the people they're prophesying to. If you really notice, it's their friends or associates of their friends. They're not really going to random people. They're just not. Especially those who have been maybe so much have been hostile towards them. They're not going to go. You want to know why? And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you the real reason why. The main real reason is martyrdom has been removed of the evangelicals mindset. Nobody's willing to die for prophecy. They're willing to die for Christ, but they're not willing to die for their office. They're not. I and mean, if you read the Old Testament, half of the prophets were dying because of their office, not because of their worship. Catch that revelation. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.